Hurricane Harvey is probably the biggest news that's uh, come out over the last couple of days. And I want to look at it because there's something truly touching coming out of Texas right now that I believe is the true highlight of what is America. It's better than the narrative of Antifa versus far alt-right versus, you know, if you support Donald Trump, do you actually support all the crap that's going on right now? Things like that. There's also a couple other news stories that we're going to cover. All this and a little bit more coming up. Get ready. This is Flitzcast. It is Tuesday, August 29th, 2017, and this is... Another edition of the FritzCast. Welcome one and all. Whether you're a new visitor or a frequent flyer, we love to have you here on the program. Listening in on whatever mode you choose, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or another means of listening. I'm sure there's more out there. I can't, God knows I can't, God knows I can't keep them straight. Just got off of a a beautiful extended four-day weekend, so to speak, uh, uh, last week, if you listened to... told you about Jay Sean and Luther getting hitched and uh, how I worked a couple of his shifts back to back to get him a little mini moon and he paid me back in kind over this weekend so I had me and my wife went to Wildwood uh, stayed at a you know a, a hotel that was right off the boardwalk so you could literally walk out the door and just walk up to the boardwalk walk out to walk out to the ocean or the beach the shore, the shore, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Jerseyans call it the shore. They don't call it the beach. They call it the shore. I don't know anything about that proper dialogue or anything like that. I don't particularly care because it's a beach. You have the ocean. You have sand. You go and you enjoy it. A beach, shore, shut up. Nobody cares. So our hotel is right off the boardwalk which was really cool. I enjoy being down in Wildwood. Uh, yeah, it's a family-friendly environment. That means you don't have too many knuckleheads that you're worried about dealing with, like Ocean City you would, or Atlantic City you would. None of that BS. And uh, so being able to get up in the morning and just walk outside and the beach is right there, that's pretty cool. Uh, the, the hotel room wasn't, you know, wasn't exaggeratively expensive or anything like that. Um, and it wasn't really all over, it wasn't really overly fancy either. We didn't care. We just wanted a couple days away. A couple days away from the house, from the dogs, from being concerned about the bills, things like that. The, the kind of breaks and vacations that you need in life. You need to just step away from things. And for me, prison most definitely need to step away from. <laughs> most definitely need a break from prison, if you know what I mean. The all-around sucky thing about it, though, is uh, you might hear in my voice, I have some kind of congestion nasal blah going on. Of course, this would happen right at the tail end of the vacation, going cr- crash, crash landing back into reality. Because I have to go back to work tonight. And there's probably a a good to fair chance. I put it in the 75% or greater percentile. That I get like froze on the midnight to 8 shift. And it'll be hell. It'll be a living hell trying to power through it all. Especially because I got up 
at my normal time today, saw my wife off to work. So you're talking about 6.30 in the morning, 7 o'clock. And working 4 to midnight plus midnight to 8, it kills you. It kills you. But it is what it is. We'll get it out of the way. I only have uh, three days of work, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to get through. So it, it, it's like if I get froze, oh, oh no, you're forcing me to make more money and I'm halfway to my weekend again. Whatever. It is what it is. We get over it. But the beach was amazing. It was awesome. Uh, we've already, <laughs> much like me and my wife do, uh, we go down to the beach for a couple. Th- this year we skipped. We usually go for like a week with her family. Uh, we rent a beach house that's like two blocks off of the boardwalk. And it's a great time because you have a beach house. So you have TVs. You have a laundry room. You have uh, ovens, refrigerators, everything that you need plus a balcony just to chill on. You have literally everything. And it's not crazy expensive to to rent one of these places. Uh, So we booked one for a week, the same week that her aunt and her family is going to be down there. Except we booked our own beach house. We're going to go with friends of ours, and we'll be a couple blocks away from them. And we can still interact and have a big group thing, but then we can split our separate ways. Like the kids and all that can go one way, and we, the adults, can go over here. That that type of a thing. Looking forward to that. So much that we've begun planning. It's a trip that's going to happen in July, so it's going to be right around our anniversary. Right around our, what is it, eight-year anniversary? God. Ugh. And her birthday's coming up. Ugh. So much stuff's coming up. And can you believe this? We're about to hit September. Already. 2017 is more than halfway gone. More than halfway gone. I even... This was the craziest thing. Okay, so we're getting ready to go to the beach on Saturday morning. We walk into Dunkin' Donuts. Now, for those of you on the West Coast who don't know Dunkin' Donuts, despite the fact that their slogan is America runs on Dunkin', which is a lie. Dunkin' Donuts is a donut and coffee shop, and it's amazing. And it's sad that they don't have them out on the West Coast predominantly we go into Dunkin Donuts they have Halloween stuff set up they have pumpkin spice white valley girls everywhere rejoice your your pumpkin spice latte mocha chinos they're back you can get your pumpkin spice everything you can get pumpkin spice donuts with a pumpkin spice muffin with pumpkin spice butter to go along with your iced pumpkin spice mocha chino latte with with brand new pumpkin whipped cream. Yeah. Pumpkin it out. I was kind of I was miffed by that. I walked in and I said, "Whoa. Looks like we barreled through harvest season. What the hell?" Uh seriously, pumpkins and Halloween stuff being set up at the retail business, whether it's whether it's places like Dunkin Donuts for food stuffs and things like that. It, it's crazy. We, we we get rushed into the seasons. Before you know it, it'll be October and they'll start having peppermint everything too. Jesus. I'm not ready for any of that. I'm not into the pumpkin spice stuff. Yeah, occasionally, okay, give me something pumpkin spice, but I'm totally not white girl. Pumpkin spiced everything. Oh my God, I love it. Not to make fun of my wife or, or her cousin or any other, other women that I know that go nuts over pumpkin spice, but... My God, it's pumpkin. It's not that, I mean, it's, yeah, it tastes good. It's great for pies or maybe cupcakes. But 
in my coffee? Eh, I don't, mm -mm, not digging it. Not digging it. Definitely not digging the peppermint stuff either. Ugh. Stay out of my coffee, stay out of my muffins, and stay out of my goddamn donuts. Seriously. Save the pumpkins for pies and pumpkin rolls and anything that you can slab cream cheese on or whipped cream. All right? That's it. That's where I draw the line. With that being said, I uh, I opened with Hurricane Harvey, and Hurricane Harvey uh, swept in, hit Texas. Just before it hit Texas, it bumped up to a Category 4 hurricane. Uh, insanity. Okay, so far, and my latest updates are coming from USA Today. <clears throat> just, just so the source is out there. Just so the source is cited. Uh, Houston, for example, has already picked up over 42 inches of rain. An average of 26 inches of rain has fallen in Harris County, where Houston is located, the Weather Channel states. Uh, Harris County is home to 4 million people, making it the third largest county in the U.S. Um, it, it's now saying that isolated storm totals may reach over 50 inches over the upper Texas coast uh, including the Houston-Galveston metropolitan area. It slammed in from the Gulf, and this is where it's at right now. You can pull up the maps uh, on USA Today, probably on uh, weather.com and a couple of other websites too, I'm sure. Uh, the expected path of Harvey is uh, plotted out until Saturday, 1 p.m. Like right now, Tuesday, 1 p.m., it's still going to be in the Houston area. Wednesday at 1 a.m. and 1 p.m., it's still going to be hitting the Houston area, diving into Louisiana. And Thursday, it'll be in Louisiana, heading up to Arkansas. By Saturday, it should be hitting Illinois. That's the expected path. And the damage that has been done by Harvey, more so than, than winds or anything else, it's been this rain and this flooding. The flooding is insane. You have to get on and look at the pictures of some of these some of these highways that are completely drenched in a lake, a sea of water. Homes have been flipped over. Uh, tractor trailers ruined. Uh, some homes are completely covered in water up to their rooftops. Businesses are shelled out. I mean, I'm I'm clicking through some of these pictures, and it is, it is truly horrific and damaging. The the the, the sheer power and force of Mother Nature at work. Just some of the damage and destruction. But you know what? You know what? One of the things that's coming out of these images as I'm looking at them, I'm literally scrolling through them on USA Today right now. There's hundreds of them. One of the things that has been really promising is the, the, the community outreach, the, the people on the ground there just helping each other out, helping families save their animals, their loved ones, wh whatever belongings that they can take with them, saving people out of cars, shelters opening up, people taking people in. There was a, there was a, a really telling photograph of uh, an old folks' home, a retirement community, where a bunch of people were just sitting in like a common area with water that was at least four feet high and they were just sitting there waiting to be rescued. And from my last check, they had been. Uh, but I'm like, you'll see pictures of people in, people in kayaks, people pulling kayaks around, people in water that's knee deep, waist deep, neck deep, people on jet skis in neighborhoods. Uh, it is truly 
truly shocking to see some of the damage and destruction that takes place all at the hands of Mother Nature. But it's great to see such outreach of people. This is this is this is America. This is the America that you don't see touted that often. You know, the news will show Antifa clashing with right wingers all the time. And yeah, we have to talk about Antifa in a little bit later. They'll show that. They'll show all the controversy and then you get things like this and and thankfully the news captures the humanity, the the, the side of people that just want to help people because that's what you do. It was a great refreshing. It's sad that something tragic like this has to happen that uh, millions of people have to lose their home. Probably millions of people have to lose their home for to see such a great outpouring of community and all that. However, I do have to say this. I hate uh, how people politicize things, and they rush to politicize things, and they take tragedies like this and politicize them because that has happened yet again. We have uh, Sank Uger from the Young Turks talking about how it's not too late to talk about climate change. Climate change. It was a freaking hurricane. You can talk about climate. Yeah, you can bring up climate change all you want, but hurricanes happen. They're a thing. They've been happening forever. And yes, you can go on and you can research. You can talk about, yes, warmer temperatures in the Gulf. There have been some abnormally high temperatures in the Gulf of Mexico, which in turn puts more oyster, more uh, oysters. It puts more oysters in the air. I don't. Yeah, big oyster business now going on. Puts more moisture in the air. This is what happens when you're sick. You stumble over your words, and I don't care. More moisture's in the air, but then you have things like wind patterns and and how, you know, there's other factors to hurricanes other than just, oh, it's hot. It's hurricane season. Hurricanes are going to, guess what? Hurricanes are going to plow up the coast of the southeastern United States for the entire season, it's going to happen. They're going to track storms. They're going to be tropical storms. There's going to be hurricanes. It happens. Do they get more intense? Yes, they do. Does climate change have something to do with it? Yes, maybe. Is it all man-made? Eh, pump the brakes. Perhaps it's not all man-made. And perhaps cutting down your carbon emission isn't going to do jack over the next couple of years. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Now is not the time to politicize such things. Why don't we deal with the effects of Hurricane Harvey, which the effects have been massive flooding. Let's deal with that. Let's help the people in Texas out. Okay, and and one of the people that's coming under criticism in Texas right now, by the way, <laughs> is uh, mega church star Joel Osteen. You know Joel Osteen. He talks with a kind of southern accent, but really high-pitched and really soft. And you see him. He's a mega church. He's a televangelist, really, at the end of the day. What, what, what is he? Yes, the, uh, the big stink right now is Joel, Joel Osteen. Uh, there, there's a big, big controversy going on right now with Joel Osteen because his mega church is in Texas. It's in Houston, I do believe. Uh, damn it, CNN. Don't you hate... I hate this day and age of autoplay videos. I go on CNN, which I know is fake news. It's my fault. Uh, 
this is the story so far. Uh, the 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 pastor has been taking fire because he has quote not opened the church up to flood victims. Okay, the the church has disputed the online criticism and will open at noon today, is what they say. All right, the article in fact says Pastor Joel Osteen's Houston megachurch says it's opening its doors Tuesday to residents displaced by flooding. Lakewood Church, which was founded by Osteen's father in the 1950s, posted on social media Monday that the venue was inaccessible due to severe flooding following Hurricane Harvey, which has been downgraded now to a tropical storm. The message included the National Guard rescue hotline, along with a list of shelters that displaced Texans could go. Many on social media criticized the church for not taking people in, but the church disputed the backlash. Quote, We have never closed our doors. We will continue to be a distribution center for those in need. Church spokesman and Austin's father-in-law, Donald Ioff, said. Quote, We are prepared to shelter people once the cities and county shelters reach capacity. Lakewood would be a value to the community in the aftermath of the storm and helping our fellow citizens rebuild their lives. Photos provided by the church showed standing water in hallways in the parking lot. The church already had a flood wall in place following a previous storm. There are a couple pictures posted with supposed flooding. Uh, the church, which occupies the former home of Houston Rockets, will also be used as a donation center and scheduled to open around noon, I have said. At least several hundred people can be housed on the second floor of the church, he said. The area around the church flooded on Monday, and at least three people came to the church for help before they were taken to the George Brown Convention Center. Uh, Houston officials continue to field calls from flooded, stranded Texans. Thousands have been rescued since Harvey made landfall on Friday. Many are still waiting to be picked up. Four people have died as a result of this catastrophic storm. Although you have to admit the death toll right now is, is very low, which is a good thing. But yeah, Joel Osteen's taking flack on, on the Twitter and the social media uh, over the church doors not being opened. Now, uh, you know, maybe the church doors are uh, going to open because of all the flack. Uh, maybe they were just, you know, waiting until other shelters filled up. I, I don't really know. Okay, at the end of the day, I don't like uh, Joel Osteen types anyway. To me, that's to me. Yes, I don't see Joel Osteen as anything more than a mega millions televangelist, somebody who, you know, talks the talk but doesn't walk the walk. Somebody that's not one hundred percent genuine. Like I don't, I don't mess with it. If people like Joel Osteen, whatever, you can go out, you can like Joel Osteen, you can watch his stuff, you can be a member of his church, you can participate and be part of his flock. As for all I care, I don't care about that. The thing I do care about is whether or not you're genuine, whether or not you're going to help out the community. And, well, let's face it. You are a big central figure in the Houston area community. You have a huge mega church. Are you going to open the doors? Are you going to be part of that recovery effort or not? Because people have been from from the jump. You can join in later, but it's not, it's not that good a look for you. Maybe you're just taking time to get planned and put together. I don't know, but... Now people are jumping down your throat. Is it justified? I you know I don't I don't like to get into that discussion. I'm not down in Texas. I don't know what Houston looks like outside of the pictures. I don't know what the church looks like. All right, I'm not there. That's between them and the community. And the community can 
react to that however they want. If they think that he hasn't been a help, they can, as far as I'm concerned, shun him and shut him out. And he deserves all the criticism for it. But I'm not going to dive in here and say whether or not Joel Osteen is a bad man. Like, I don't I don't want to do that. I, I don't see a sense in doing it. I don't, it doesn't, it's not my thing. So we're just going to move on from it. But that's a thing that's happening, just so you're aware. In other news, though, Antifa is uh, finally getting some, I guess, negative attention. The the negative attention that they deserve to be getting. The, the negative attention that people like me were calling out and saying, look, I hate white supremacy. I don't support David Duke and these KKK guys. Uh, I don't support racism. But I also don't support you tearing down a Confederate statue. Why don't we just move it to a museum or a battlefield or something? Uh, somewhere where the historical context makes sense of it. However, people don't like that answer out of me. People don't like that answer. But the L.A. Times wrote an article about, well, the Antifa. <laughs> and it, it starts like this. It starts off, quote, of the dozens of organizations that turned out for Sunday's mass protest against racism here, one group was impossible to miss. Now, this is, mind you, in talks of Berkeley, which Berkeley was shut down a couple months ago. I believe it was either Ann Coulter or... It was Ann Coulter or Milo Yiannopoulos or or it might have even been Ben Shapiro. I don't know. They hate when anybody even somewhat conservative goes to speak there. In any case, continuing on with the article, uh, its members dressed head to toe in black with masked faces and some bearing pastel painted riot shields that read, No Hate. These 100 or so militants build themselves as a security force for the progressive counter-protesters, vowing to protect them from far-right agitators. But as the protest got underway, some of those in masks would resort to mob violence, attacking a small showing of supporters of President Trump and others they accused, sometimes inaccurately, of being white supremacists or Nazis. The graphic videos of these attacks have been spurred soul-searching, have spurred soul-searching within the leftist activist movement in the Bay Area and beyond. Emotions remain raw in the wake of this month's white supremacist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, which left one woman dead and dozens injured. Does this violent help does violence help Trump's claims? Trump received blistering criticism for equating the behavior of Klansmen and neo-Nazis to the action of those who oppose them. Some fear Sunday's violence would only help advance the idea that the two sides are the same. Quote, this is food for the adversary, said sociologist Todd Gitlin, a founder of Students for a Democratic Society, which organized the first national protest against the Vietnam War. He pointed out that violent acts committed by a few will almost always hijack the narrative of the entire protest, and that is happening now should be no surprise. And that is happening now should be no surprise. Gitlin also described what he sees as pushed by the anti-fascists, also called Antifa, movement to put themselves on the map of protest by using violence to intimidate both political opponents and those on the left who promote nonviolence. One of the biggest banners at the Berkeley demonstration carried the message, Avenge Charlottesville. This is what we were talking about in terms of Antifa. They turn it. They turn the narrative into, it's okay to punch Nazis in the face. And I don't think anybody really cares about Nazis. All right? I, I don't. 
I think Nazis are bad. I think people who walk around with white supremacy messages are bad. I think people calling for violence or cleansing of the earth in that matter are insane. And it's a touchy subject, especially when you're coming from a libertarian perspective where you're talking about free speech and all that. Yes, there's free speech, and yes, there's a fine line between somebody having the right to say something and somebody calling to violence uh, and calling for others to rise up against a certain group of people because of their beliefs or their look or their sexual orientation or their skin color, all of that stuff. But Antifa was never something that I, I could understand. I never could understand people's blind devotion to the Antifa side as if as if it was so cut. It's like everything else we talk about. Everybody wants black and white. Everybody wants this clear-cut picture of who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. That's what people want. And you don't get that because that's not how life works. It's really not how life works. I've had people who tell me, how can you not support the Antifa? They're anti-fascists. Yeah, to what degree? They're anti-fascist against neo-Nazis. Okay, I get that. They're anti-fascist against Donald Trump and authoritarianism. Okay, I get that. However, when you're calling for your own brand of authoritarianism, because it's on the left, because it's the stuff that you do want. I don't that that's where I drew the line. That's where I didn't understand. I couldn't support Antifa, especially when CNN was penning articles about Antifa, the group that seeks peace through violence. You know, what? You you seek peace through violence, through intimidation, through uh through bullying more or less. That's how you that's how you uh, hope to achieve a means of peace. Really. And and not only that, but you say you're fighting against the fascism, but your whole platform is more government involvement in your life in most other aspects of your life. Uh uh, 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 uh duh. What the hell? What the hell? At the end of the day, I think fascism, or fa- fascism, not fascism. At the end of the day, I think the Antifa crowd is half people just wanting to be cool and trying to make a statement and not caring about how they do it. Because as far as they're concerned, they'll just say they're punching Nazis in the face. Nazi, uh, of course, being a broad term that encompasses people that disagree with them or voted for Donald Trump, despite the fact that they themselves are not white supremacists, nor do they support it. That type of thing. That's what I think Antifa is. A bunch of dumb, stupid people who think they're cool. Think they're making a difference. When really they're not. And it's sad. And it's pathetic. That's my two cents. Oh boy. So like I said, I've been under weather. So I know it's only been like a half hour. But I'm going to call it quits right there. Because most of the news is still cycling around Houston. And what needs to be done there. And I think that you should. I implore you. My favorite word, I implore you to go online and see what efforts you can donate to to help out your fellow person, family, friend, stranger in Texas right now going through the flooding that has been caused by uh, Hurricane Harvey, now Tropical Storm Harvey, which still is going to drop rain in that vicinity over the next couple of days. Uh, so I implore you to get on and look on that. There is a blog post coming up this week. It's been a couple of weeks where the blog has been dry, but I am 
finishing up the post that I'm going to do on my flag collection and the significance of that. That's actually going to be a beefy blog entry. Kind of nerdy, too. Uh, hopefully you walk away learning something. I hope you walk away learning something. Uh, that'll be cool. Uh, other than that, guys, uh, do what you always do. Uh, like this, share this, comment. Let's have a discussion. Bring some friends into this. If I had one request, I would say just bring a friend in. Tell a friend about this. Share the link. Tell them, hey, listen to this guy. All right? He's not he's not exactly what you'd call sane, but he does have some sane ideas. It's, it's, it's insane. It's so insane that he has such sane ideas. It's crazy. Love you, miss you, and I'll see you all next week. Where next week, by you, we should be back on normal, and I should have a Monday edition. Maybe not. Maybe it'll pop up sometime later in the week. I don't know, but just keep your eyes peeled. All right? Peace.